0: In Alice in Wonderland, Lewis Carroll created an epic female character. I've always loved her, and I admire that through her misadventures she recognizes that very few things are really impossible. Hello, and welcome to Six Impossible Things. I am your host, Matt Collage and I'd like to introduce you to my humble approach to understanding your creative potential. Every Tuesday, I will share with you thoughts, strategies, and a few anecdotes from my own experience as a creative. We will tread on the heels of Alice into a world of ingenuity and imagination. I hope you'll find inspiration to be creative in your own unique way. It will be a boost to your life in many different aspects, not only in art making, So there's always room at the table. Let's put the kettle on and get this party started. Hello, and welcome to the very last episode of 2022. I just have a few words I'd like to say before the episode starts. First of all, I can't believe how much ground we've covered. I remember the first few episodes I was so nervous but in fact I'm still nervous but there were so many technical questions and so many butterflies in my tummy it was a mix of impatience anticipation and a very good dollop of stage fright thank you for coming along with me on this journey through Wonderland we're almost at the very end of this dream Following Alice's steps is not the easiest thing to do, actually, it's hard to keep up with her. I hope that so far it has been interesting, entertaining, inspirational perhaps, and even a little fun. My true wish is that some of you have started a creative practice in the meantime. I would call that a total success, if only because I know for a fact that whatever your situation, having a creative outlet can only improve it and make it more manageable. Full disclosure, I have recorded and edited all this audio in between pain episodes and also in the breathing spaces that my depression has allowed in the last few months. But somehow we have reached this milestone, 20 episodes finished and neatly tucked away. So that's something we should celebrate. I've shared things about me because I know I'm not alone. Like little Alice, we're all trying to find our footing, find the way through our own tiny bit of wonderland. And what better way to reach for some solace than through making things with our hands? And what I really want to get across is that Despite any hardships, we are not victims. We are very capable people. We're resourceful people, and we deserve some time to dedicate to our chosen practice, whatever it might be. You deserve time. So, make things. Get out of your head and into your heart. Give things that you've made. Express yourself in whichever way you choose. If you are listening and relate to any part of what I say, I welcome you with open arms. And I actually have to thank you because you have been part of what's kept me going in the last few months. So you have my gratitude. A word about the holidays because no matter what you celebrate, it can be a difficult time. Of course they can be beautiful and full of joy, but not everyone has that kind of experience. It's different for everyone. Glee and consumerism make for a strange combination. And worst of all, joyfulness is compulsory. If you're not elated, happy, and ready to mingle, then you're doing it wrong. There was a time when I was excited about this time of the year. That's true. But now I kind of fear it, bad memories, worse connotations. I know it's a terrible attitude on my part. I feel like the Grinch, but if you feel similarly, look no further than this podcast. Well, please avail yourself of everything and anything that can help you feel better and remain calm in the face of a tsunami of tinsel and lights. But I hope you take comfort in knowing that I get it and that it is a great big boat we're in. A lot of people feel this way and there's nothing wrong with it. The idea of using creativity not as a mere bonus to daily life, but as a core principle is very close to my heart. This year was, well, hard, not as difficult as the previous two years, but it'll go right into the pantheon of the not so pleasant years for sure. I've had worse, unfortunately, much, much worse. And that's even taken into consideration the pandemic which is saying a lot about the trajectory of my life. But in any case, I've always found a measure of comfort in art making. It's helped me grow a lot. And I want that for you, minus the drama. As I said, today is the last episode of this year, but every end is also a beginning. I'm sure you've heard that before. So, I thought it would be a perfect time to introduce a new branch of the podcast. It is a continuation of the adventure that started when Alice dozed off by the riverbank. I will dedicate it to dreams and the influence they have on creativity and art making. The title is I've had such a curious dream and it will be a once a month discussion. I feel it expands the scope of the podcast in a direction that I think will be curious and entertaining. And please, feel free to ask questions or send comments too. You know that I always appreciate them. And now, let's get on with our episode. Today we're back talking about dreams. Everybody dreams, and I have pointed out before that daydreaming specifically is a common trait among artists. I like to think of dreams as little doors that open and close at their own convenience. It's up to us to cross the threshold or to remain standing on this side of the doorway. Lewis Carroll arranged to Alice in Wonderland as a dream. Some would say a nightmare perhaps, but At the end of the story, Alice wakes up, next to her sister, transformed, safe, and invigorated. We will be talking about many topics that have to do with dreaming, what dreams are made of, and I stole this from Dashiell Hammett's The Maltese Falcon, how they influence creativity, the role of memory in the inception of dreams, and how you can use dreams in your creative artwork we will examine works of art that had their foundation in a dream or a vision. The examples are many. Dreams happen without much rhyme or reason, or so it seems. There's no order, no symmetry, and apparently we have no control over them. To better understand the mechanism of dreaming, we will also look at dreams from different scientific perspectives, from different cultural vantage points, and in the end, we will hopefully walk away with a better understanding of how they happen. So it is time to follow this white rabbit and see where it takes us. It will be another adventure and surely another chance to learn and be inspired. Cheers. Here we are again, and we're going to go back in time. Well, that's not completely true we're going to move back and forth between the past and the present, much in the same way that dreams do. So follow me with eyes and ears wide open and let's find out what awaits in the land of dreams. The reasons why humans dream remain one of behavioral science's great mysteries. There are so many theories being postulated and a lot of them are contradictory, but there seems to be a Consensus that dreams do have a purpose. It's safe to say that dreams, you know, don't send us messages about the future as it was believed in many ancient cultures, but instead, researchers now think that dreaming is useful to the brain and our general well being because it helps us with memory consolidation and mood regulation. We will learn more about all the science of dreaming in future episodes, but today we will remove the first of many veils to reveal one dream I recorded in my first notebook. These dreams are in no particular order because time has no bearing on their content. So I'm starting somewhere in the middle. The middle of what? Well, I couldn't tell you. You know by now that I'm from Spain, and specifically from Madrid. You might have noticed a slight accent and some weird grammar sometimes, so my apologies for that. But in any event, it's relevant to today's episode because I think that being an immigrant is an experience that typifies fragmentation. I know that every story is different, but I think that everyone without exception who experiences displacement, especially forced by circumstances out of their control, is left feeling a little fractured and a little lost. You often live in a space of nostalgia, a space that's tinged with regret. Remarkably, memories of your previous life become dimmer over time and you start integrating new behaviors into your life that sometimes conflict with your upbringing. It's really hard to find balance, to find stability. We could talk about this for hours, but instead let's concentrate on dreams. Um, And immigrants, I think, tend to know a whole lot about dreams. Who knows if my dreams would have been the same had I stayed in Madrid, I don't know. I think it's quite probable that they would have been completely different. Alice has a dream too, and she experiences the difficulties of being in an unknown and sometimes hostile location. It's only through her tribulations and some chance encounters that she's able to learn, grow, and understand her own mind. So with Wonderland as my backdrop, I'm going to tell you a short story. Nothing special, it's just a dream about cities, buildings, houses, streets, and the ghosts that live in them. This is page 13 and a half of my first notebook. This is what I wrote at the time. I am in my apartment in Madrid, or should I say our apartment, because it is my parents' house. And I go through the kitchen and onto the back terrace. The terrace opened up to an indoor patio. My mom used it uh, as a dumping ground for all kinds of things, mostly plastic bags within plastic bags and laundry waiting to be washed. When I look down at the bottom of the patio, I feel dizzy. It feels like I have vertigo. The patio floor down below is made of terrazzo. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a kind of tile. And today, now that I'm looking down at it, I can tell that it's been hosed down because it's moist. I am about eight flights up in our apartment. It's pretty high, but I can smell the water evaporating because of the heat. It's a hot day. Until this point in the dream, I am a grown-up, a visitor in my childhood home. In a moment, I am a kid. I am at the dining room table drinking chocolate milk. My stomach is hurting. I know I'm late for school and I will miss the bus. My mom keeps telling me that it's cold outside, so she puts on me three or four different coats. I'm so uncomfortable, I can hardly move my arms. I look like the Michelin Man. I go into the elevator and I'm surprised to see myself in the mirror. I'm looking as I did when I was seven or eight. I don't know who presses the button of the elevator, but it's not me. The doors close and I am in there by myself, me and all of my coats. The elevator keeps going down for a long time and I pass the ground level. Someone else must have pressed the wrong button, I think. I am suddenly in the basement and all I can think is that I will miss my bus and the neighbors will poke fun at me. The dream ends when I'm trying to reach an intercom that is placed on the wall. I'm stretching my arm and standing on my tiptoes but it is out of my reach completely. I know I've done something wrong and I am in trouble. And by now it's dinner time, but I don't want to go home. I have many dreams with these recurrent elements, elevators, buildings, corridors, glass doors, underground garages. All of them are emblematic of city living. The dreams are very much like a reel, but sometimes they skip a scene or two. They can be confusing and anxiety inducing, but I also have some pleasant memories that come back unexpectedly, things I didn't think I remembered. This will not be the last time that my city or my old apartment will be featured in one of my dreams, I'm sure. I have written down dozens of such dreams over the years, and it has been fascinating to discover what my childhood brain was taking in as important information. Now it is communicating that information back to me through dreams. And I listen. I try to keep an awareness of each fragment. And sometimes I find other pieces that fit right in with them. I'm putting together a larger picture, a clearer picture, I hope, but there's still so much that needs to be brought into focus. So much has been lost to time or replaced by what people have told me. It's kind of an excavation, a careful unearthing of precious moments. I have to confess, I am mesmerized by dreams. Do you have vivid dreams? Have you ever kept a record of what you dream? My intention is not at all to interpret or assign any kind of meaning to any of my dreams, let alone your dreams. I am just here for the stardust. I intend to sprinkle it all over my artwork and perhaps I will be able to capture a bit of the mystery and the beauty of dreams. And you can do the same. In two weeks, we will meet again to chat with Jenny Villanueva. She will be sharing her tale of drastic life changes and mental health challenges. She'll tell us how art making became her saving grace at a time of deep changes. She's a blossoming artist who combines fragility with determination and hope for the future. Join us to learn about her experiences, her current plans, and how she intends to move forward with compassion and creativity. It's a tale of transformation and new beginnings that is absolute perfection for starting 2023. It's been yet another struggle, unless you've been exceedingly lucky, of course. So let's look forward to this blank canvas together and let's fill it with color and hope. Until then, I want to wish you all good health, peace, and many, many opportunities to be creative in the new year. Happy holidays and lots of love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Six Impossible Things. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join me again next week. Subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss any episodes and visit madcollage.com for original artwork, exclusive prints, and monthly offers. For extra goodies, please visit my Redbubble store and select your favorite merchandise. You can also help make Six Impossible Things possible with a small contribution so that I can enjoy a lovely cup of tea while I write and edit this content. Have a peaceful and creative week. Take care.